You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for our second Survivor recap of the season on a season that we said we will bring you no recaps on. We're liars yet again, uh, but we're also honest because we did say back in episode one, we'd probably be back for mid-season. That's exactly what we're here to do. We're here to do a bit of a mid-season recap slash merge episode recap of Survivor David versus Goliath, season 30-something, um, season not quite Canada versus U.S. yet. Uh, we'll be here to talk about that next year. Uh, but we're bringing back all of your old favorites from the Survivor Oz days. And joining us also is Rossi. Uh, and we've got a full room tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rossi's a celebrity, though. I have to sit through garbage you make me watch, and then you refer to me as <laughs> just, oh, just him. Thanks. Um, but Rossi's going to be our quasi-celebrity here because he's met one of the contestants and we'll get to talk all about uh, his experiences, um, him being a shoulder to cry on and everything else. Uh, let's go around the room and do some introductions here. Of course, my name's Colin. No opening lines because nobody's prepared for this. Also joining us, Rossi. Thank you for coming back for the second time this season. Yes, glad to be here. Be- um, <laughs> yeah. And I just have a quick question before we start. Mm-hmm. So I'm not stupid. Is it by or B? <laughs> I, I think it's B. Somebody told me that. Somebody who watched the season and has a better memory okay. than me, apparently. Um, why don't we introduce that person? Uh, the only person on the panel that knew how to pronounce the name B, Kristen Kinnar. Were you here last season or is this the first time you've been on the Oz Network? I think you were here last season, right? Um, I don't remember. Okay. You remember <laughs> I B. I don't think I was here last season. That shows how good the season is because you remember no, we were, a contestant who did a recap for fairly HHH. Real. You did what? I did. Yeah, we did one with Noah. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Kristen was here before. Um, and this season's obviously making an impression because she knows who B is. Uh, one more person to round it out. Coming fresh off of the Hocus Pocus recap, where uh, he thankfully mostly took my side in thinking the movie didn't really work. Uh, Jared Lubick, thank you for coming back. Thanks. It's it's fun to be back, and I'm uh, glad to be talking Survivor again. Yeah, <laughs> glad to not be talking Hocus Pocus this week. Um, but stay tuned in a few days for the Golden Girls recap that Rossi and I have. More on that later. Uh, as we said, we're... We didn't want to cover Survivor this season because it was just, well, A, too much work, and B, the last season was pretty bad, and nobody really wanted to come back and do a full season of that again. Uh, A.K.A. you. Well, no, not me, actually, because I didn't even host last season. Our host last season didn't want to come back and do a full season this year. Uh, but I'm sure he's having second thoughts now, because I'm having second thoughts. Like, We'll quickly go around and just get initial impressions on uh, the season, or, or I guess the point we're up to right now, but just to kind of start myself, I'm kind of shocked at how good this season is. Uh, not because I had any doubts because of the, the, the dumb twists or whatever you want to call it, the branding that they do every single year, uh, but just because the season all around is just something's clicked and something's worked out. I'm kind of past this whole, you know, it needs to be old school survivor or whatever, or we need, uh, you know, different types of characters in the cast. It's just all around everything is hitting. Uh, it's not like every single episode has been a buy it so far, but I think the season as a whole is probably the best we've seen in, you know, 
I don't know, maybe three, four years. Uh, Rossi, how are you feeling now at the midway point? Yeah, I've been loving it. I think it's been fun. I think there's a lot of different elements that we may not see normally. And we get a lot about camp life, which isn't like, oh, I'm so glad, like, finally the scenes I've been waiting for kind of stuff. But it's been enjoyable, like, to see that. And it's obviously played a role. You know, this week Elizabeth goes out after, you know, rubbing some rough, irritating people, you know, through her talk about camp life. So I think that it's been a fun season. Like you said, not every episode's been you know, stellar, but I think it's on the whole, it's been enjoyable. I think there's been surprises and twists. And I think that a lot of people came to play, which I love to watch. Uh, Jared, this is your first chance to talk to us about survivor the season. So what are your feelings on David versus Goliath? I think it's been great so far. I think, um, it's nice to have a season where, uh, I can name every person on the show, (laughs) uh, and people don't pop up and I'm like, who's that? Um, so that's a nice change. Um, but yeah, I think it's been great so far. But saying that kind of at this point, uh, not last season because it was trash, but at this point in uh, Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers, I was loving the season and that kind of dive bomb right near the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I'm, say- I'm staying optimistic that this one can kind of stay strong uh, all the way through to the finale. Kristen, you're notorious for giving up on seasons partway through, not caring about seasons. <laughs> oh. uh voicing your disgust with seasons but you've watched all the way to the merge so something must be working right this year right well i should mention i actually am a fan of ghost silence oh which i didn't real i didn't realize that was such an unpopular opinion but that's not what we're here for <laughs> um i do really like the season i in looking over the Wikipedia page in preparation for this, uh, <laughs> I did. I was surprised to see that there were only four women left, and I'm not sure why that didn't click until I actually saw everybody's names. Uh-huh. And I don't love that, um, but just in general, the editing has been like I can't even put my finger on exactly what has been so good. But something about the editing this season has just been like I feel like they finally got it right. And even in I know I'm jumping ahead, but in last night was that last night Mm -hmm. two nights ago whatever this week's episode um it was such a straightforward episode but they kind of managed to make the whole thing interesting and they kept pushing like oh goliath isn't gonna go home goliath's strong and i kept thinking like okay well obviously that's not what's gonna happen and it did and so there's just something that's happening that i feel like they're doing a really good job of i don't know if part of it's like they understand how we like read the edit now after mm-hmm. it's been so long that they can kind of mess with that. And like, they know what we're going to be thinking so they can kind of mislead us. I don't know. They've, they've just been doing a lot right this season. Kind of a combination of what you just said and what Jared said. Uh, for one, I also didn't realize there's only four women left in the game. And I think that that would jump out on another season because mm-hmm. the players would be making a point of it. But Something about this year, I think it's also the fact that all the characters are memorable. So it's not like I'm thinking, oh, we don't have, you know, enough of this type of character. You know, we have too many douche bros or uh, we have too many women or we have too many men or whatever. It's not really that I'm bothered by any type of demographic or anything else. I'm just I like all the people left. Not necessarily that I like them as in like, wow, I, I, I you know, I, I'm a fan of this person, like personally a fan, as in I would go to their viewing parties or whatever, but <laughs> I'm a fan of watching these people as characters. So if this were to come down to, you know, all one gender or all one race or all one 
you know, resident of California, or as we've seen in other seasons, I don't think it would bother me because I think we have a good balance of all the characters uh, from what we've seen so far. Um, I mean, we'll kind of go through everybody up until now, but you know, uh, that that'll come a little bit later. But just covering the merge episode itself, what are everybody's feelings on this as a merge episode? Because, like what you were saying, Kristen, with uh, the editing being different, I feel like they've been trying that for years with trying to mess with the fans who understand how Survivor is edited and understand how the show is presented. And every time they've done that in the past, it almost it almost comes across like the 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 Josh Jeremy votes from San Juan del Sur, where it's like, yeah, it was a surprise, but if you were to watch as a whole, it doesn't really make sense as far as telling a story because it was more about let's fool the audience than let's sell us the story. And the thing that is craziest to me is that every character who's been voted out so far, with the exception of maybe one who I'm struggling to remember who, who they were, um, they're memorable characters and like very memorable characters. These feel like characters that should make it all the way to the end. And they only had two or three episodes, but with the ones we have left, uh, well, a, what does everybody think about the, the merge episode itself? And then B, what are like the standout characters that we have so far? Uh, Rossi, what are, who are your favorites? And I already know who one of them is, but, uh, who are your favorites? And, uh, what do you think about this as a merge episode? Um, from a merge, it was a little weird for me, um, just because they kind of, I felt like they telegraphed Elizabeth's boot from like the minute one, like with her like pre like the the previously on segment talking about her like irritation with the bamboo, mm-hmm. and then like immediately in the merge piece, people are like, we gotta get rid of Elizabeth, and it's like, and throughout the episode, they're like, oh maybe not because. They're talking about, you know, Elizabeth blowing up the plans at Tribal and all that kind of stuff, and it just seemed weird. Um, it was fun to watch. Like, I didn't have an issue. I think it was good TV. I just thought it was a little weird in terms of editing. Um, oh, who I like this season. Mm. Um, yes, I love Gabby. I think she's great. Um, I actually really like the alliance that was formed in this episode. I think they're some of my favorites this season. Um do we remember the name? Was it? It's not the Sinister Six, but something six, something Force, the Strike Force Six, or something. Yeah, them. They're great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all. Gab, just Gabby in the Strike Force Six. Okay. <laughs> well, she's in the Strike Force Six, so um, I can do both. Just going along with what you're saying about the telegraphing Elizabeth. I was thinking the same thing from the beginning, and I think the only reason that I was kind of expecting it to be her all the way up until the end was just because it was the smartest vote because of the strategy we saw presented, which we'll get into in a bit. But what I did like, and again, this just goes along with how well all the characters are developed, is that as soon as we saw that we need to get rid of Elizabeth, suddenly it was, we need to get rid of Dan. And it seemed like it was just as you know heavy of a focus on Dan needs to be the next one to go. And then well, we need to get rid of Angelina. It's like there were three or four people presented throughout this episode, and there was just as much focus on them. And ultimately, what I think is it just came down to Elizabeth was the smart vote. But I don't think it would have been the smart vote if we hadn't had you know, that, that strategy of that alliance kind of uh, revealed when they did. Uh, Kristen, uh, the merge episode as a whole, and then standout characters? Um, I kind of already talked about it, but... Okay, Jared. Kind of a... hey. no, you go ahead. 
Um, I kind of agree with Rossi that it was a little weird. Like, in hindsight, it feels more weird than it did for me watching it, where after it was over, I was like, oh, they kind of made this whole big deal of something that, like, was not happening. And I'm still not 100% sure, like, what the strategy was behind everybody. Like, I don't know what we didn't see at that tribal. Like the whispers? A bunch of people. Yeah, mm. just that. And, like, nobody was actually on Elizabeth's side. So you had all these people kind of, like, fighting for the Davids. But they were all going to vote her out anyway. Like, I'm not really sure what all that was about. But I did like everything leading up to that, where I thought that all of the... Um, the interactions between the people because there's some people who haven't met yet and just everybody like we're starting to see maybe where this is going like I don't actually know where it's going but I feel like we're getting set up for what is going to happen for the rest of the season I feel like it was more that than what actually happened this episode that made the good episode if that makes any sense mm-hmm. Um, and people i'm liking this season i like abby too i don't know if that's i don't know if you don't like her i'm kind of missing no why we're making fun of rossi for that um but i also i love angelina like i don't think i'm supposed to love angelina <laughs> i know she's the person that all the casuals hate but i love angelina i think she's great tv and I'm, i also really like john he's not as interesting as i thought he was going to be but he actually seems like a really good player like if there was a ranking for, I'm sure there have been rankings for professional athletes and stuff who have been on this show, he's probably made his way up really, really high in that list already. I don't know, obviously, how the rest of the game is going to go, but he's doing this so much better than I expected. I didn't think he was even going to make it to the merge. And again, before, se- before, before the season started. Well, and Rossi, I mean, we talked about this with Billy on the premiere recap. I mean, even just aside from being, you know, an athlete on the show, he's probably up there with Jimmy Johnson as the most famous person to ever be on Survivor. And it's just, it's it's a non-factor on the show. It's not like anybody's targeting him. And I think, like what you said about him not being that as interesting as you would have thought, that's kind of what makes him interesting to me is because he's mm-hmm. found a way to tone down his personality and character so much that he's just viewed as a regular guy. And they don't even see the abs or the muscles and think this guy's a threat. Like they're looking to Dan and, you know, other other people as threats instead. Yeah, I thought that was interesting in this last episode where Dan was like, wait, why aren't they going after John? Why is it me? Why is it me? And he, like, couldn't understand that John is just playing much for the game Mm -hmm. than he is. Uh, I think the thing is with John, he, like, checked his ego. mm -hmm. I feel like he checked it at the Mm -hmm. door. Like, promo is, like, all slam town this and everything, but, like, he is mellowed out so much, whereas Dan is done the opposite. Yeah. Like a regular person coming in, like, oh, I lost all this weight. Look how tough I am. I've got idols. And then comes across as the biggest douche so far this season. Like, mm-hmm. Just to clear it up, I actually do. I love Gabby as a character. Um, I think as a player, she's maybe a little bit too paranoid and emotionally driven from what we've seen. But as a character, I think she's you know top five out there right now. Um, and Angelina as well. I mean, she's, she's maybe my favorite character that we have right now. And also along the lines of Gabby, I think probably a terrible player, but as far as characters go, she's the one that I'm probably going to walk away from the season. Her and Christian. Thank you. Uh, her and Christian are the ones that I'm probably going to remember the most. Whose dog was that, by the way? Mine. Jared's. What's your dog's name? Uh, that's Billy. Billy, like Garcia? <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Is it sad that I thought that was Casper? <laughs> <laughs> he, he would make much more wilder animal noises than that. Um, 
Jared, uh, what do you think about the merge episode as a whole, and who are your standout characters? Uh, I thought it was really good. I kind of agree with everything that's been said. I think Elizabeth being set up as a boot so early in the episode was really weird. Uh, but it, it kind of convinced me that she wasn't going to go, especially like during the challenge. I'm like, oh, well, this is classic. Like, let's set up the boot early because then they're actually going to win the challenge. And afterwards, we're going to get kind of this switch of perspective. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting way uh, to set things up. And I think this whole season, they've included a lot of kind of side conversations um, just for the sake of including them that haven't actually led somewhere. I think kind of um, editing-wise, it's become such a trend that this has to be included for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back into play like later on. Um, And I think throughout the whole season, there's been so many moments where people have been like, this person's not going home because they showed this scene with somebody else and they're going to meet back up together at the merge. And lo and behold, kind of they went home. So I think that's what they've done really well this season, and I've enjoyed is that they're just chucking stuff in because this actually happened out there. Like there's no like major purpose or like storytelling thread that this is going to come back in. We're just showing it because this is interesting to see like the relationships between people. Um, yeah, so I thought the whole episode um, was weird that it kind of came back to Elizabeth, but also like exciting because the fact that it was a unanimous vote that the episode was interesting throughout um was really well done just a perfect example about those moments they throw in there that uh you know make you think oh this has to lead somewhere and it doesn't and it doesn't end up feeling like a tease later it just feels like you know you're seeing everything that's going on in in reality there's probably lots of little strategies to get talked about that don't come up my favorite was uh when john was talking about wanting to work with natalie of all people and nothing came of that at all. But every single week, I kept thinking to myself, it doesn't matter how much heat is on her. There's no way Natalie's going home because John's going to work with her at some point. And it just didn't happen. Uh, it, it made m- me a little bit shocked when Natalie was voted out, even though there's no reason anybody should have been shocked that Natalie was voted out. Uh, but that was, that was probably one of the best moments I could think of that. And maybe even at the same time, the whole Kara and Dan thing that we saw this week with them, you know, whispering, uh, in bed and everything. Maybe it put a little bit of, you know, heat on Dan, but when it got around to them wanting to vote for Dan, it wasn't really about that as much. Um, and that's something that still could lead somewhere. I mean, I'm sure it will. We've seen it since the beginning of the season. Uh, who are your standout characters, Jared? Um, I kind of really like everybody left. Um, I've enjoyed, like, Christian. I think uh, he's kind of that type of player, um, but he's not really playing it up for the camera as much as kind of, I suppose, like, previous versions of that archetype. Um, Basically all kind of, like, the Davids apart from Carl. Um, And then Goliath-wise, I think I agree kind of with everybody. I think Angelina is, like, um, been really interesting to watch. I think the women as like a whole this season um, have been really interesting um, just in the fact that I, they're playing, I suppose you could say, a little bit more villainous or at least that's the way kind of they're coming across. Mm-hmm. But I think they're just all really kind of interesting characters. And even somebody like Allison, who was kind of the like, oh, she's still there type <laughs> person. I think she even had like a standout kind of episode um this week, which I, I, I hope that she kind of comes more to the forefront, because I think even somebody who's been so, like, invisible, like, we've kind of seen her perspective now, I think there's potential for her to become a really interesting character as well. 
Yeah, I, I started out this week's episode thinking to myself, oh, I'm just going to be dumping all over Allison because why is she there? Who is she? I forget who she is every week. And then this week turned me around on her. And it was really just little bits because we saw her being in on real strategy. And then, of course, she had the immunity to win. But even Jamie was watching this with me. And, you know, uh, but right before they got to the immunity challenge, she's like, who is this lady? Like, was she in the other episodes? Uh like we're at the merge and she's pretty much the only character that hasn't had a huge bit of development. And this was of course her week. Um, the one I have to talk about uh, is Alec. I always confuse Alec and Nick, not they're anything alike, but just, I, I think that Alec looks like a Nick and I think Nick looks like an Alec, but Alec who switched the vote up last week and we'll kind of go backwards a little bit. Uh, I guess along with that, we'll talk about the whole David versus Goliath split because we see all these seasons where they divide them and it's always about, well, you know, uh, we're going to stick down tribal lines all the way to merge, which is, uh, it's always the, it's the dumbest strategy because it never works out. And I love that this year, I guess, not week, but uh, the, the last two weeks this season, Alec has come out, and I'm sure he's not the first person to ever do it on the island, but the first person we've really seen address this on camera is just from the beginning. And, you know, none of these alliances ever stick together. This is not going to work out. Let me make my move now. But he's done it in a way. Thank you, Billy. Uh, he's done it in a way <laughs> where uh, somehow he didn't take as much heat as he should have. And I thought, well, okay, well, they're all talking strategy with him like the Goliaths when they come back together. But, you know, he's going to be a target later on. But even after this vote, like, he's still considered elite Goliath. And he's pulling the strings, you know, as we're speaking. In the middle of this episode, he's still working from the outside. But he, he I just love Alec because he got, I'm sure other people have, as I said, but he got earlier than the merge. You got to make your move, but you have to be patient and just this entire strategy that's going to be played out now where the Goliaths and the Davids are working together, you know, Alex team and, and Christian, everybody, but they're not exposing themselves until two or three more votes from now. I just think it's brilliant. So, I mean, if I were to pick somebody who, you know, whether he's going to win the game or not, I don't know, but somebody who I think is playing the most unique and original and smartest strategy at this point, it would be Alec. Uh, so uh, let's start with Rossi. Thoughts on Alec, how he's turned this vote around, and then this uh, kind of secret uh, Strike Force Sinister Six alliance that's going on. I think the thing that impressed me the most is how he got away with blindsiding a Goliath. Mm-hmm. Like, it came up in the episode that people were like, how, like, I think Angelina was saying, like, can you believe that he flipped on us? Like, we can't trust him. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my God, we had to stick Goliath strong. So yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> they, like, completely forgot. Or or he's just that likable that people are like, oh, I guess we'll we'll work with him for now. We'll get rid of him later or something like that. That was just what surprised me the most. And I guess the fact that it's kind of this jockey guy kind of throws me off that he's, like, really thinking about strategy. Um, like, I, you know, you peg someone like Christian or Nick or something – to be that kind of person like leading the charge or something but it's weird that it's like alec who's for some reason has this vendetta against the goliath like <laughs> or just never doesn't want to work with them long term or anything but i'm definitely interested to watch to see how it goes because i think we got like like we were saying we got a lot of clues about what may happen kind of want to see what happens before i fully like you know jump on board with the strategy and everything uh Kristen, what do you think 
I really didn't like Alec until this week. I think that I just, I think I had a bad taste in my mouth with him for like the, all the preseason stuff. I'm not, I won't mention it in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, but there was some preseason stuff that just, I didn't like Alec because of some things he did. And um, I kind of thought that I think that him and Dan are like, the opposite of what I thought they were going to be, where I thought that Alec was going to be like the super douchey, like trying to get with a girl kind of thing. And that ended up being Dan. And I thought Dan was going to be like this smart um, social player. Like I know a lot of people had him as a winner pick um, and they've been the kind of the opposite for me uh, from how I thought they were going to be preseason. And then I didn't care for Alec that much. I thought he made a really stupid move when he blindsided Natalia, but I really liked him this episode. I think he said something about like, oh, I'm just going to let everybody else say that they're Goliath strong and I'm going to go around making the ties with all of the Davids. And I really liked that. I feel like that's not something you really see. People are usually too afraid to like break out of their alliance and like have those conversations. Like I kept thinking that, people were going to come up and like see them talking to each other. Like they had uh, some scene on the beach where it was like that whole new Alliance. And I was like afraid that some of the the Goliaths were going to come up and see them and be like, what is going on here? Like, this doesn't seem right that they're talking to, um, I don't even know who's in this Alliance, but um, (laughs) just that they're talking to those Davids and that Alec was making all these ties. Like they kept showing him go to people and say like, Hey, I want to work with you. I don't want to go with all Goliaths to the end. And just, I just thought that he had a really, really good episode. Jared, what are your feelings on uh, Alec and this uh, secret Alliance? I love the secret Alliance. I think it's like kind of maybe my top half of people left. Uh, Maybe if you subbed in like John for Mike, it'd be ideal. Um, but Alec as a character, I think he's really interesting. I think like kind of the move on Vuku was like terrible um, for the fact that it put him in the minority. But the way that it's kind of panned out, it's giving him so many kind of options down the road. Um, and I think as a character, he's interesting because so many times we get this person who's like, maybe I'll contemplate flipping, and like it's a storyline like over and over and over, and you know that they're not going to. Um, but with him, like we've seen it happen before, so it always feels like a viable option. Even kind of this past episode, um, when Angelina tells like Elizabeth that she's the boot, it's like, oh, like Alec was like thinking of flipping already. Maybe if she goes to Alec, she can kind of get him onto their side. Um, so I think having a character who is willing to play impulsively and kind of break tribal lines is is really interesting, and um, especially kind of after last season uh, is uh, really refreshing. If it were did anyone, oh, go ahead. Did anyone think it was weird, like that scene when Alec approached Christian about the alliance? Like, I thought that scene was so weird and out of place, especially because they hadn't met before. And Alec's like, "So, are you going to be in an alliance with us?" I didn't think it was weird, only because I feel like we've seen that scene two or three times already. Because everybody seems to approach Christian within five minutes of meeting him and be like, "We need an alliance." Like, we got <laughs> his his. Uh, what's the bro alliance he has? Brochachos. Yeah, we've got his air guitar alliance. <laughs> like, like he's he's the go-to guy. Everybody does that. Like, I don't know what it is with Christian. We can talk about Christian too, but no, it, it didn't stick out for me because I, I at that point I was thinking, wait, wait, did they have an alliance earlier? Like, I you just assume at this point everybody's in alliance with Christian, which is why it was so dumb to try to throw Christian's name out there. I think. 
It just seemed odd because, like, you know, Allison had Gab, like, like if we're thinking about the pairs that were formed, like, Allison and Gabby were paired up at the tribe swap, and um, uh, Mike and Nick were paired up at the tribe swap, and then, then you have Alec and Christian, which just seemed, like, too random. Like, I was more surprised that Alec didn't try for one of the people that were on his tribe or from the swap. Mm-hmm. Oh, then. Can we run down who's in this alliance? There's Christian, Alec, Gabby, Allison, uh, Mike, and who? Nick. Nick, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... it's. I, I mean, maybe it works partly because you have Mike, who we said on the first episode, he almost seems more like a David than he should be a Goliath or whatever, but... Uh, I don't know. I, who's going to take the most heat in this alliance? Because Christian's name was thrown out there so quickly, you think it should have been Alec, but who who does everybody think is going to be the target of this alliance? Uh, Rossi, go ahead. Who are they going to target, or who well, are like the most likely? When to they go eventually, from them? yeah, like when they eventually do, because obviously the strategy they're playing, which is really smart, is let's wait a few weeks until we know that we have the majority over the Goliaths that are left, and then we'll make our move and reveal ourselves. Uh, When that happens, you know that one person there is going to be the target, and that one person is probably the one who doesn't make it to the end. Who's going to be the one that this six is turning on that they don't want to go to the end with? My vote would be Christian, which I think is unfortunate, but I think he would be the obvious choice. Yeah, I think Christian, maybe Nick... I, I could see one of those two being targeted first. Kristen? Um, I don't really have input on this question. <laughs> you can't figure out who... Okay, so you're playing in this alliance. You're part of this alliance. Sub yourself in for Gabby or uh, Nick or whoever or else. You're just the seventh member. Yeah, you're the seventh member of the, the Strike Force 7. Who is the one that you don't want to take to the end? Who's the obvious choice that's just not going to get there? I mean, I think that Alec and Christian both have, like, qualities that people might say, like, I don't want to go to the end with them. But I feel like in this day and age, social game is, like, such an important part of winning. Like, we saw that last season. And I just, I feel like we haven't seen like I don't know like do people love Nick do people like are people gonna love Allison in three mm. weeks I don't know we haven't seen enough of her so I think it could go any way I, I, I get the choice of Christian but I don't know <laughs> I think his name was thrown out already in this episode as being the bigger threat but mm-hmm. the other side of that is everybody wants to protect the guy because he's in alliance with everybody without actually None of these things seem exclusive. It, 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 there's a few he, exclusive alliances he has, but then there's other ones like John, who's just, I just want to keep the guy around. So mm-hmm. it almost seems like it would be him as the obvious choice would be gone, but then who's going to take him out? Jared, who do you think is the, the main target of this? Uh, I think like if this six would kind of get to that point, um, I kind of feel like Alec is the one in danger just because I feel like the bonds between like the Davids of this group are so much stronger um, uh, and have been shown more often. I know I said before, like they're showing stuff that's not important. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we, like this episode, I was like, what? Like Alec and um, Allison are together. Like Alec has something going like with Mike. Like there was no kind of development of like these 
Goliath being together at all, which was kind of a shock when this came together this episode. So I feel like if they get to kind of the six, the Davids are like fairly strong with one another. Um, and I feel like Alec is a threat just because at that point they'll probably be like, oh, he's the physically like strongest of us left. We can't let him like immunity his way to the end. Like we're worried he's going to win Final Four or Fire Making. So I feel like he's in trouble if you get to that point. So before we go through a rundown of everybody's voted so far as well as the final vote this week we have to talk about dan and kara i guess um rossi we saw all the way back in the first episode and i think yumi and billy all said like uh like dead man walking like this is just idiotic um i think that kara plays a little bit cooler but at the same time kara is pretty foolish as well because they're picking up on the way she is with him especially whispering i think coming right out and flirting in front of everybody's one thing but when you're whispering i mean that that makes anybody nervous i don't think either of them are playing a particularly good game i think we've had seeds planted that kara's maybe playing him a little bit but we haven't really seen anything concrete you know other than just theories of other players out there um is this an absolutely idiotic strategy uh rossi why don't you start us off i don't know i just kind of took like I thought that was really weird when Elizabeth was like, they were whispering all night last night. Like, and I, I just kind of expected some people to look at her and say, Ooh, they were talking. They're so like, I don't know. It just seems so more, so much more than it actually was. They were just chatting in the middle of the night cause they couldn't sleep or they were t- not tired or who knows what. I just thought it was, I didn't think that was really flirting. I just think that they were close. Um, well, they were, they were whispering and giggling at the same time. I mean, oh, how dare they laugh? Well, like... <laughs> okay. If you see a young guy and a young girl who are up whispering and giggling the whole night, and there's other people around who are clearly wide awake, they're not talking to them. Especially in Survivor, I feel like you're going to always look for those couples because it's not about this person's a threat. It's about there's two votes potentially against me. Like that's what. See, I was completely on her side. I was thinking. Yeah, like get both, get rid of both of them. You get rid of one first and then the other next because they're both playing so openly. It's just, I think more than anything, it just seems dumb that they're not taking the strategy of let's, you know, scale this back a little bit. Let's uh, keep this under wraps. Uh, Kristen, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, I don't really like what they're doing. I don't think it's smart. I think Dan is a really bad player in general. I think uh, Kara would have more of a shot if she wasn't doing what she's doing, where I think Dan would be terrible either way. Like we saw how like his reaction to hearing that his name had been thrown out there. I was like, Ooh, that was not like just, he got so angry. It was like, okay, the vote's being flipped on her. Like he just, he just got so angry and I'm like, this is not, this is not the makings of a good player. Especially when Um, he had two idols. Like, should he be worried? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because he was like, oh, I guess I'm going home. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you have two idols. Like, if you're stupid enough to not play an idol, like, and he has two of them. Like, mm-hmm. you have, you would think if you have two idols, you'd have one to be a little bit more risky or, like, I don't know. It just having a second one is so much easier, you'd think, than having just one. But, um, yeah, I don't think that this is a, a good idea for either of them. I mean, everybody seems to know that there's something going on between them. They're an obvious pair. Except for Rossi. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, I, know, I, <laughs> I just thought it was a bigger deal than it was. That's all I said. Jeez. 
I don't know. I think it is kind of a big deal. Like, they made it clear to the Goliaths when they were on Goliath Beach that they were such a big deal. Like, I know that it was a big, like, big talks that they have, like, all those pairs, like, that uh, Alec was supposed to have, or Natalia was supposed to have Alec or whatever. But, like, everybody knew that Dan and Kara were a pair. And they're clearly making that known to all these people who are meeting them for the first time or seeing them together for the first time. And I just don't think anything they're doing is very smart. Just look at the paranoia. Was it Gabby who had all that paranoia when she saw Christian and his brochacho alliance? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, they're, they're, they're really tight. And, you know, this is a powerful trio now. And, oh, oh I'm so on the outside. People are going to get paranoid no matter who you're paired up with. Now, if you have people who are clearly tight and you think could be an alliance and they're whispering i think that just makes them an even bigger target jared are which side are you taking here uh i think it's like dumb on dan and uh kara's part i think they kind of get away with it because it's so obvious i think in showmance is when it's a little bit more like are they together aren't they together and there's more kind of like a question there it almost comes across as more threatening because you don't know kind of where you stand but i think them being so out and open about it uh, in some way makes it less threatening because it's just it's an obvious pair that you know you have to deal with at some point. Uh, and I think with the merge having such like high numbers, um, people kind of aren't concerned about it because they know that it's there and it's a thing that they're going to have to deal with. Uh, but they know that there's like multiple rounds when they're going to be able to get down to when they want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I think keeping like that, that obvious pair too, like you always have a kind of an alternate vote to go to if if you're in danger then it's always easy to kind of um point out that those two are together just quick vote here is dan dumb enough to get voted out with two idols rossi i'm gonna say yes he's dumb enough but i don't think it's gonna happen Kristen, <laughs> i have the exact same answer <laughs> jared yeah i agree i feel like he would be dumb enough, but I kind of get the feeling that like somebody will tell him. So many people know that he has an idol. I feel like surely an ally is going to tell him if he's in danger. I want to see him and Kara split the idols, each play them in the same episode, and neither of them receive any votes and just completely waste it. I think that would be a spectacular way to end an episode. Um, let's uh, talk about, I guess, the final vote this week. So I'm sure everybody's already watch the episode if they're listening to us unless we're more interesting than survivor which i doubt is the case um maybe jared jared's jared's comedy gold on these things actually uh i'm just gonna put this out there listen to our hocus pocus recap that's probably the most animated jared's been outside of um (laughs) yelling at ben at the end of the amazing race canada (laughs) jared's turning into the all-star of the oz network here i want to get angry jared on podcasts more um but uh basically Elizabeth is the target because they want to take attention off of Christian, which is ultimately what I think it came down to. And also we want to maintain the appearances that the Davids are just being voted out one after the other until we can make our move later on. Uh, Angelina doesn't like that. They flip the vote back, which again, she's probably my favorite character, but terrible player. I might put her up there 50, 50 with Dan is the worst player on this season. Uh, because as soon as she, it's kind of like everybody said, as soon as she realized it wasn't going her way, they broke it as delicately as they could. She freaked out and then she decided, well, I'm going to go. I don't know if she was trying to stir things up 
and that she was hoping Elizabeth and telling Elizabeth, well, you're the target, that Elizabeth would target somebody else and maybe, you know, uh, she could create a little bit of chaos or if she was doing this to preserve the jury vote in the end, who knows? But it was just terrible strategy all around, which is why it made it so hilarious when Elizabeth outed Angelina at the tribal council. And then uh, she basically said, well, that was just bad strategy there. It's like, no, that was great strategy. I mean, if you tell somebody, this is my opinion here. If you tell somebody you're the target, they you're basically doing this because they now need to fight for their life. Now, what's she going to do? Is she going to fight for her life and pick some random other Goliath who she has no reason to believe that anybody else has any distrust in, or is she going to use this to create distrust in the person that told her Angelina set herself up to be Elizabeth's target here. And she didn't really receive any other votes this week, but I mean, I think the damage is still done to Angelina. Um, I thought it was a fantastic strategy on Elizabeth's part going out, even though it made no impact it was great and also the right person to do it. Like Elizabeth was a loose cannon and she was one of these people who was going to explode if she ever thought she had to fight for her life. I thought it was a great way uh, for her to go out as a character because I wasn't really loving her gameplay. Um, and then the target to put on Angelina, for some reason, the worse Angelina plays, the more I love her as a character. So uh, Rossi, let's talk about just the final vote out here and then how the strategy worked out. And what do you think is going to happen after this? Yeah, I definitely think it was a, a bit of a dumb strategy. I've, obviously, we have no idea because Angelina and Elizabeth never spent any time together. And it was it felt so weird that she told her, like, I guess they made a good friendship over the three days they were together because it just seemed so out of place. I was like, what is going on? Um, I don't know what Angelina was really thinking. Maybe she was like, oh, they'll target Dan more mm -hmm. now that I've given Elizabeth ammunition to move forward. Um, it was unfortunate that she did wait until tribal council. I do think it caught Angelina off guard, but it also didn't give anyone a chance to trust Elizabeth, really. You know, when you're just shouting things to tribal, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, that's just kind of crazy talk and we don't have to listen to it. Uh, and but I think even though it didn't save her, it ended up causing a lot more damage to Angelina's reputation. There was a little bit of, you know, oh, I don't know if we can really trust her with, you know, the last episode before when she almost went where she was like close to being voted out. But, yeah, I don't think she's long for this game, especially if people don't trust her when there are t only t like 12 people still in the game mm -hmm. and people are like, we don't trust her like. I, that doesn't look good for her. She really lacks self-awareness. Like, it, even aside from the whole, oh, I'm going to talk military strategy, and it's like, no, like, you're not in the military. Even just the way that she cut off whoever was trying to, to speak at the beginning. So, hold on, hold on, let me finish. And she really kind of tried to strong-arm people into the Christian vote. And we've seen this from her in past episodes, too. It's just she seems like a very charismatic, charming person. Like, if you met her in real life, you would love this woman. <laughs> But just in the game, she just it, she doesn't get that she is rubbing people the wrong way and that she's not making the impact she thinks she is. But she seems to think that she's doing better than she is. Uh, Kristen, uh, talk about this final vote and then uh, what do you think is going to happen now with Angelina after the way Elizabeth stirred things up? Um, I liked what Rossi said about waiting about how they waited to 
go to tribal to blow up Angelina's spot Mm -hmm. because that's something I was thinking when I think I don't know if it was her or Gabby that was like oh we're gonna do it at tribal where I'm like oh that's such a bad idea because so few people actually change their votes at tribal and if they needed to like no one no one person is gonna just be like hey yeah you know I thought that was a really good plea I'm gonna flip on my entire alliance like they have to talk about it like this would have to be like a group move like one of those people was never going to flip like it makes no sense like they're too involved in these alliances to um just have one person flip out of nowhere um so i thought that was a, a bad call but i do always like to p- see people go out swinging like if people lay down and die when they hear that they're uh being voted out like i like that she tried to fight um i don't know what else i'm supposed to be talking about <laughs> what's gonna happen with angelina now Oh, she's not on for this game. <laughs> I, I mean, I think she's like, I feel like at this point, she's almost run her course in terms of like, we've kind of gotten everything that we can get from Angelina. Like, I felt that way with Natalie. Like, I was really disappointed to see Natalie go. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I think we've kind of seen everything that we're going to get from Natalie. So, like, it's okay. I think we're about at that point with Angelina. Like, I don't know what else she can give. Like, after Jacket Gate and after all this <laughs> mess, like, I think that she's. Like she's pretty much like exhausted her craziness, and it's been it's been wonderful to watch. And she's successfully pissed off the last three vote offs. Like not that Lyrsa or Natalie matter for the rest of the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, three a good point. in a row. Like Natalie was mad because she the whole jacket situation. Lyrsa got mad because she got a vote for being wanting her jacket and everything, and then now. Elizabeth was, is pissed that Angelina's still there because that's who she wanted out and stuff. So it's like not looking good for her, even if she does make it further. Yeah, she would have terrible jury management. So she would almost be somebody who'd be good to take to the end. But I don't think anybody wants to deal with her for another 15 days or whatever's left. God. Final 12 go. Like, what? <laughs> I kind of want to see that now because I, I hadn't even put everything together about how she that whole jury management thing goes back several weeks with like the jacket and everything else. I really want to see her get before a jury because I honestly believe that she would go into that thinking, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get all these votes. It would be hilarious Mm -hmm. to watch. Uh, Jared, are you going to get angry on us, please? Um, And if not, uh, just give us your polite uh, opinions on Elizabeth and Angelina. Yeah, I think it was a terrible strategy. Um, and evidently Billy agrees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just telling her, like, I feel, I can't almost feel bad for um, Angelina just because, like, this came back on her that she was trying to, like, win Elizabeth's jury vote, which I really don't think she was. I think she was just, like, petty and, like, annoyed that the target had changed yeah. from, from what she mm-hmm. wanted. So I think it was almost, like, an impulsive thing for her to go up and and to try and ruin their plans. Uh, and then it turns around to this whole, she's trying to like shore up jury votes already, which I don't think was her intention at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's being painted in such a bad light. Like who does she have to turn to at this point? I feel like everybody else has like a second or somebody else who they're close to, but Angelina just has like nobody, like nobody really wants to work with her. Nobody's like her number two. Nobody's promising to go to the end with her. Like, she has like nowhere to turn. She's like a, such like a free agent at this moment, but like, like nobody wants to work. With her. So I agree. I think um, she's likely if she gets kind of past the next couple of votes. The only 
possible situation I see for Angelina is, which is not very likely, but the the few Davids that we didn't really hear from this episode, like Davy or Carl, who really have nothing going for them at this mm-hmm. point, maybe she could chat like chat to them because they are probably with Angelina. They're probably on the bottom right now, but that's like three people, right? Like. It's not much, but the only possibility of those people would work for her because she's pissed off all the Goliaths and the other three Davids are in that secret alliance, so they're not going to work with her. So it's, it's not many options. I think the other problem is that if she wanted to continue moving forward in this game, she might have to stop being a little bit... a little. She might have to stop being so dominant and like telling people what the plan is yeah. and saying, like, oh, all of you think this but we should do this instead. Like it worked the first time. So she probably thought, Oh, I'm just going to do that again with this boat. And I think she'd have to calm down a little bit. And I just don't think that's in her personality. I don't think she's capable of just following some people to be forgotten. Like, so she's not a target. I just want to put another, uh, um, compliment out here for the, uh, the, the secret, uh, strike force Alliance and just the patience in their game because what often happens when you have these alliances who are kind of working uh, below the radar and trying not to expose themselves is you'll have something like this week where the the Goliaths would have said, okay, so for you Davids, just to keep up appearances, you Davids, vote for Angelina. And they didn't do that because A, it's a bad strategy because now whoever does vote for Angelina has a target on them and along those lines, these Davids who are already, like Gabby, who are already questioning, oh, I don't know if this really seems like a, a smart thing to do. You know, this seems a little bit risky. If you were to have somebody coming to her and saying, okay, we want you to vote for Angelina still. It'll, it'll keep up appearances. It's like, you know, uh, being a spy. That just gives her more reason to think, I'm not going to go through with this because they want me to put a target on myself that they're not going to have on them. So for all of them to say, we're voting for Elizabeth regardless... You don't give any of the Goliaths any reason to target one of those people individually. So it's just, it's a little strategy that I think that if this does play out, this could end up being one of the great alliances we've seen. Um, uh, Nothing else really to talk about in this episode, but we do have to go back and cover, we'll cover a few of the people left in the game and uh, a couple that uh, Rossi might be able to give us some firsthand accounts on. Uh, but going back to and Kristen maybe. and Kristen, yeah, uh, we'll what? find out from both of you. Uh, but let's go back to episode two. The only one that I'm really struggling to remember here. Everybody else, it's coming back to me. But who was Jessica? She was the young girl. Uh, well, I get that because it says here on Wikipedia she's 19. But who was she? Like, <laughs> what was the storyline? She was in an alliance with Carl and B and Davy, I think. And she was on the side of the vote that they were going to target Lyrsa. And when Elizabeth found out about it, she said, nope, and got the vote flipped <laughs> to Jessica. Well, it sounds like it was a great episode, but I remember nothing about it. Um, Rossi, <laughs> uh, opinions on Jessica? Anything? Um, yeah, not much. You know, it's kind of surprising to see someone... You know, you think Je- like Jessica is that one of those like young, like new, like survivor blood, like that's just going to go far for no reason, like makes it to the merge and maybe gets voted out. Like but she like completely just somehow gets blindsided at this very early stage. 
I would say she was at a little bit of a disadvantage because if you look at the David tribe, like she kind of stands out as like the different one. She's just like like model-y like and everything. Like everyone else is a little bit wear and tear. Like she looks too perfect for the tribe. Mm-hmm. So I can't say it, it was shocking to see her go like entirely just based on who was there. But yeah, no personality really. Uh, anything you want to add, Kristen, or just her age? <laughs> um, I just remember there was the one moment that was a really, really bad look for her. That was her and B when uh, Gabby came up to them and said, "Like, so we're voting Lyrsa," and they were like, "Yeah, we don't want to talk about it." Like, I think that that was honestly like the moment that spiraled into her getting voted out. So. They almost came off as, like, mean girls. at that. Like, I'm not saying that they're actually mean in real life because they seem like lovely mm-hmm. people. But um, just that was – it was such a bad move. And I don't think that they even thought about it. Like, in the moment, I don't think they were like, oh, that was that was stupid. Like, I don't think she – when she got blindsided, she probably forgot that that even happened. But as what we were shown on TV, it seems like that was what set off the whole reason she got voted out. Uh, I know I watched her episode. Um, I know I enjoyed it because I talked to people about it. But I'm still waiting for anybody to say something that jogs my memory. I even looked at her picture and I can't remember anything about her. Jared, are you going to be the one to jog my memory? Tell me anything about Jessica. Probably not. Like, I feel like there was multiple people who were like, she reminds me of my daughter. Or maybe it was just one, but it feels like multiple. Like, it was definitely like Carl or, or maybe even Pat. But I feel like she was kind of even like collateral damage from Pat going. Cause I feel like she had some sort of relationship with him and like potentially that first photo was going to be up in the air. If Pat was still around, like from all accounts, no, like it could even be Nick going home. Um, so I think um, just the whole, I don't know. I feel like she was collateral from, from the events of kind of the first couple of days, but I agree. She just, lacked kind of the awareness with interacting with other people to, to stay around uh the next one here is kind of goes along with something Kristen said about um uh players who okay well it would have been nice to have them stick around longer but you feel like you know you got what you wanted from them it was a good arc for where it ended uh this one's the only one where i would say I really wish he had stuck around. This is the opposite of all the other characters that have gone so far. Jeremy. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy was just like, he was a big character that went a little too early or there was something to like the alliances. He was trying to make the strategy. He was trying to play again, not really self-aware, but I feel like of everybody who's went pre-merge, he's the one that could have stirred the game up the most, not necessarily been the best player, but I think he would have been somebody that would have been interesting to keep around that could have made things interesting. Rossi, any memories on Jeremy? Um, none good. I did not like him at all. Oh, come on. I was at first I was like, you know what? I really like him because I like the way that he approached Natalie at that. He approached Natalie very early on and said, Hey, human to human, like looking out for you as like a friend as a person of color, like, let's figure out what's going on. Like, let's work on it. And she shut him down. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I thought that was a little weird. Like, I'm bad on Natalie's part. But then as every day after that, like, progressed, he just got worse and worse. And I hated that scene when he was like, no, I was like, hey, can I talk to, like, Kara for a second? And he's just like, okay. And sat down right next to her and is like, no, I meant privately. And he's like, well, why can't you talk with me? And I was just like, oh, 
my god you're so frustrating to watch like i was so happy seriously I could not stand him. I was so glad he was gone. But that moment was what sold me on him because why would you like if if you if you're gonna sit there and let two other people go off and talk privately, if you have an opportunity to be like to to step in the middle and say, you know, that doesn't make any sense. You're clearly targeting me. I thought that he was completely on the right side of that. The, uh, I don't know, Kristen. I think it's a bad look to do in front of other people. I'm more well. What choice did he have? That. He was going home. Yeah, but, but had, it's the same as Elizabeth this target. week. Yeah, so like Elizabeth def- knew she was the target anyway. Yeah, he just he did. He got super erratic in the that third episode, and I think a lot of it was maybe edited in the way that like it wasn't exactly what happened. If we listened to what anything Jeremy had to say, he said that like him telling everybody that Dan had the idol was literally like ten minutes before tribal, and he was just scrambling, which makes more sense. They more tried to explain that that was. A reason why he was being voted out but it seems like he was already the target for a long time at that point i really like rossi said i actually really liked him in the second episode where he had that conversation with um natalie i thought it was kind of like a different take on i think we saw it with Suri and michaela if i'm remembering correctly in game changers um where they Maybe it wasn't them. I don't remember who it was. But there was some conversation that we saw in the last few seasons that was like, hey, we should be working together. Like, I understand you, but didn't exactly say why. And for Jeremy to go up to Natalie and be like, we're black. I'm telling you, person to person, as I don't even know how, like, I don't even know how to explain that properly, like what he mm-hmm. did, but I thought it was really impressive what he did. And then he just completely self-destructed the next episode and it was a mess. I I think if it was anybody other than Natalie, I would agree it might have been a self-destruction, a bad move. But like when Natalie is coming up and saying, hey, can I have a private conversation with somebody else when you're not here? And he's like, why are you trying to vote me out? No. Well, then why wouldn't I have to be here? Like it, his argument made complete sense. And I, I think that if anybody here were actually playing Survivor and you had somebody come up, especially somebody like Natalie come up and say, can I uh, pull this person aside privately and just talk? And especially that person's trying to deny that it has anything to do with you and strategy. I mean, I think any of us would, you know, get a little bit, uh, switch on to self-preservation mode. Uh, Jared, you sided with I me in Hocus say, Pocus. Can I just jump in real quick? I just want Go. to say, like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, if someone's having a private conversation, that's not a, it could be about you. I just think in the same way that Elizabeth was this week, if you sense that you're going overboard, your extra personality, you're kind of more paranoid, you're freaking out, it doesn't endear you to people. So when he's mm-hmm. sitting there saying, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to move. You can find another, t- like, you know, like, uh, why can't you do it here? Like, the people who are yeah. sitting next to him are not like, oh my God, Jeremy, way to go. Stand up for yourself, but- defend your game. But he's just like, that guy's like really paranoid, like calm down. Like we're just, she just wanted to talk to Kara. It could be about, you know, voting out, I don't know, Mike or whoever. Like it could have been anything, but he made it all about him. And then everyone's like, well, that's weird. Like, but it was about out. him. Like, she was trying to have conversations about voting she? him out. Yeah. That's well, why, that's why 
you know, I got so behind him because I'm like, well, he's completely right here. Like, Natalie didn't really have a leg to stand on there because he was right and she was just sort of backpedaling. And the other thing is, I get what you're saying, but I think it because it's Natalie, it's different. Like, this is the woman that he had to pull aside and be like, listen, you really are rubbing people the wrong way. I don't think there was anything Jeremy was going to say that was going to make him look worse than Natalie at that point. But, Jared... But uh, then, she, then he got voted out and she didn't, so obviously... Because yeah, it was... And, and I agree with voting him out. Like, even when that episode happened... Uh, I was I was talking with other people and I was saying, you know, I wish that he had stuck around because I think he was such a great character, but I would have taken Natalie much further. And I mean, John said he wanted to take Natalie. Anybody in the right mind would have taken Natalie over him because he was a smarter player and he was better with his words. And he is somebody who would have been more dangerous in the long run. Natalie was going to be loyal no matter what. She had no choice. That's why Natalie stuck around. Uh, Jared, <laughs> time for your piece here. <laughs> Uh, I'm fully with like Rossi and Kristen on this one. I think um, it was <laughs> it was just calling. bad. It was bad form. <laughs> like I, I think especially with a player like Natalie who doesn't really have strong relationships with anybody is really abrasive. Like that's the person who I'd be least afraid to let them go off and have, have a one-on-one conversation. And then after it's over, then you go and have a one-on-one with Kara and be like, uh, like what, what was her plan? Or then after you go up to Natalie and say what was like your conversation about. Um, yeah, I just think it was bad because it just made him look really paranoid. It's not enduring him to the other Goliaths in any way. It's not making them think that he has any trust in any sort of alliance that could be there. Um, yeah, and I just think with Natalie too, she is so abrasive. Like, that's let her go off and have one on one conversations. Like, social mastermind who's going to be pulling people over to her side. Um, I, I I just yeah I think all my kind of opinions on Jeremy are kind of tainted by like his post like show like press and kind of how he handled his exit and he just seemed really kind of bitter and feels like he still hasn't gotten over it. Um, so I just don't even know what my opinion of him on the show was anymore. Really, uh, just one last thing to add on the Jeremy Natalie thing here. Uh, again, uh. I think that no, well, just just hear me out for a second. I think that. Yeah, you do. You can let Natalie just go off and be like, well, she's not going to sway anybody or whatever. But she is the one person that he knew had already rubbed people the wrong way. So if this is his last last ditch effort, it's really no different than what Elizabeth did. Because Elizabeth said, here's one person I know has rubbed people the wrong way. I'm going to do whatever I can to throw a target on her. It's not going to hurt his game any. It's not like people are like, well, Natalie didn't deserve that. Like... I bet that people still walked away, you know, uh, um, <laughs> probably a little higher on Jeremy than they did Natalie. But anyways, an argument for the finale recap when we eventually do it. Uh, do we want to talk about B here? B no. by, uh, this has got to be one of the most frustrating quits we've seen in a long time. And it's not like I can, like, on one hand, I can kind of respect somebody saying, you know, I have to protect my living outside of this and you know i'm an athlete and if i hurt myself my career is over but it's no different for an athlete than it is for anybody else i mean if if i get cast on survivor next season when now the canadians are allowed and i had to give up my job is that any different i mean i'm coming back to no job because i decided to go on survivor everybody out there made the same sacrifices it to me, her phrasing the way like I'm an athlete really is no different than saying, you know what, 
I came on this show, but I ultimately valued my life outside this show or my career outside the show. So this show was my secondary thing. It just, it made her kind of unlikable as somebody when you know everybody else out there is like, I will give anything to win this. Uh, Rossi, any opinions here on B? Um, it was a little under-edited. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, oh, I know yeah. we got a scene where it was like, oh, I hurt my whatever. And like that. But it came out of like left field when the episode starts. Like, just like B, you have something to share. It's like, what? <laughs> it was really weird. Um, I think she could have been interesting. Like, they were setting up, oh, Gabby's got to go. She's the real mastermind or something like that was interesting like maybe it could have been something but yeah i mean she we didn't get much her exit was weird uh i wish her well like hope her (laughs) whatever's fine now like okay (laughs) <laughs> was that the end of the sentence <laughs> <laughs> no but we're gonna leave it at that okay um i don't think we're missing anything by not having be in the post-merge part of the game uh but i do not agree with you colin that it's the exact same thing as anybody else being on the show because she makes her money she makes a living performing like being in this sport and if you tore your MCL like you might be able to or not even tour I think she sprained her MCL whatever like she, you could probably go back to work after a few weeks or a couple months or something where she would have so much more rehabilitation to be able to get back into fighting and I think she was just trying to preserve it I think she was afraid that it was going to tear and that was going to be a much more severe injury and like I get it I don't think it was I think she probably shouldn't have ever gone on the show in the first place but I kind of get why she quit just to clarify I agree with what you're saying it would have more of an impact on her if she injured herself but every person is sacrificing to be there and ultimately what it comes down to is that you're you're going into Survivor and you want to watch the people who want to win this no matter what and we've had other athletes on the show who in this situation they would have been like listen I'm going to play to win and it's just frustrating as a viewer to see somebody who doesn't have their whole heart in it if you go back to I know this is going to be bad because she's a friend of the show and uh, (laughs) and I have to say especially after having done an episode with her I completely get why she's as popular as she is but like Purple Kelly you go back to her quit as a viewer, you watch it and you're like, well, there, it just, it didn't make sense for her to quit. And I just, I didn't sympathize in any way with her quitting. I understand that she quit and it would have had a bigger impact on her. But then if that's the case, why go on the show? It just feels like you didn't, you didn't really understand the risks going in. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And she was not a fan of the show. I think that she had seen like, here's Taylor's Hustlers, like right before she went on, like that was it. So she, her heart definitely wasn't in it. So mm-hmm. I understand. I mean, you can even see the big distinction between her and Pat. Like, obviously, Pat got pulled from the game, but you saw, like, his reaction to getting pulled from the game versus yeah. her reaction <laughs> to having to quit. Like, it was just – it was such a vast difference between who had their heart in the game and who didn't. I mean, he was the person who had been applying for 35 seasons, and she was the person who heard of the show, like, two weeks ago. So, like, I, I get what you're saying. Jared we probably would have liked her more if we or cared more, more about her exit if she more had more of a presence on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she had one mean girl moment and was slow in a challenge, and that was it. Jared, feelings on B? 
Yeah, not much to add. I just think it was an interesting quit, um, just because it was so so rushed, and you didn't have the like Jeff's reactions to quitters is so kind of like all over the map uh, in the way that he handles things, and this was kind of one of those you could almost argue more of the like Dana type quits of like like I'm ill, like I I can't like continue and like give my all type thing. Um, but I think it's kind of in a way it's if she was going to like really struggle in challenges, it's better that she goes out and we don't get another like messy situation. We have somebody like looking through the challenge and you just want them gone. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting that it was handled. I'm glad that it came at like the start of an episode because it would have been really annoying to watch a whole episode. And then at the end kind of, she just leaves the game. So I think handling quits that way is, is a lot better and kind of doesn't zap kind of the, the um, strength out of the season and ruin the pacing. So it was nice that it happened early and we still got a boot that same episode i think the next one here the storylines that the episode itself's more entertaining than the person uh natalia anything you want to talk about with natalia rossi uh, 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 <laughs> no uh, i was so excited preseason like i was so into her like i was like she was my winner pick like she was i was so excited for her and then like first episode she wasn't really in second episode a little bit and then she just got so annoying and bossy and rude and like it was just i was over it i was so happy that alec did that not even because i was like alec you're a genius like oh my god game player of the year but like she was just gone i was so happy that's all Kristen, was she your preseason pick no i just I don't even remember why I didn't like her. Like, I can't even remember because she was only annoying for, like, two episodes and then she was gone. But I do remember being very, very excited when they flipped the vote on her. So that counts for anything. Yeah, like, the the vote itself is so much more memorable than she is, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jared, uh, are you going to be the one person who's going to sing the praises of Natalia? No, I was really happy that she went out. Um, it was such a dumb game move but it was so fun to watch and just after that whole episode where she'd been so bossy and over the top uh, it was good to see her go I think also like talking earlier about like they've set up these storylines they have to come to a resolution there was such like a Natalia versus like Natalie vibe on like the Goliath tribe like they hated each other it felt like there had to be this conclusion where one took the other out and the fact that you went out when they're on separate tribes I just thought was really good and then from Natalia to Natalie uh Natalie has to be one of the most unique characters we've ever seen on Survivor. And usually when you have these really big characters, especially more of a villain character, they're kind of over the top. And in most cases, they're kind of Johnny Fairplay-like where they're on there. And I just, I'm almost annoyed because I just feel like they're playing a character. This was 100% the real woman, which is why I think that Natalie is so interesting because she's not likable in any way other than the fact that she's compelling to watch she's 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 negative she's um bossy uh but she's not loud which is weird and she's not a big character she's just she's she's a -a one-of-a-kind character and back to what Kristen said earlier i as much as i loved her and i would have loved to have seen her go further just because she was so fun to watch I think it kind of makes sense for her to go when she did, and I'm happy with that. But, I mean, what a character. And This is somebody that I would love to see in an all-star season in the future. Rossi? Natalie is so tif- difficult to talk about. Because they're, <laughs> like, I love her so many... There's so many times where I was like, oh, my God, I love her. She's so great. 
And there's so many times where I was like, oh, she's the most frustrating person on the TV to watch. Like, it was so up and down the whole season. Like, there were times where, you know, the first conversation you had with Jeremy, I was like, Natalie, you're being dumb. Like, just listen. He's helping you out. And then, like, later on in the next episode, I was like, yes, Natalie, get rid of him. Go, please, like, lead the charge. And, like, when she was voted out, I was like, I don't know how to feel. Like, it was I don't know if I was happy. I was sad. Like, it was. It's so hard to pinpoint. She is definitely unforgettable. She made this like pre-merge. She's the star of the pre-merge in my eyes. Mm. Um, I hope she has a bit more self-awareness now than when she came on the season because I think that was her big fatal flaw. And I think that if she was to come back, I think that she would need to address that. But man, what a character! I, I think it was in the episode she was voted out where it was at tribal council and they were talking about, you know, her giving orders out and she's like, you know, everybody respects me and, and listens to my uh, suggestions in real life. And then I think it was Jeff who was like, wait, but are you the boss in real life? It's like, yeah, it's like, well, it's because you're the boss. <laughs> it's just there's certain things she doesn't get at the age of 57 just doesn't get. This is different. This isn't uh, a business. These aren't your employees. Uh, Jared, are you a fan of Natalie? such a fan like she's yes like the most iconic pre-merge i think in a long time if not of all time uh just every episode like she delivered and there are so many moments where like oh like this is gonna be it she's gonna like redeem herself this is the moment and then every time like she took like the opposite path of like how can i just cause even more drama and i just like i loved her how she would always be in like the background of a scene doing nothing and then her way to get people's attention would be like hello 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 <laughs> and then she would just critique them on what they were doing and then just stand there and she'd have like this like smirk on her face uh, she was just so much fun to watch the whole like jacket gate thing how she just ignores and walks oh. out um yeah i think bring her back definitely um not straight away give, give her a while to like uh think about it and come back and then she'll play exactly the same game and probably go at the same spot again but i'll be happy no matter what and lirsa another one who was a huge character and uh if we go back to our first episode where i think rossi and billy and i were all singing her praises we were thinking she was gonna be like one of the stars of the season i'm not gonna say that i was let down but i i feel like she definitely lived up to it as a character but there was a little bit of early promise in her as a player, and I just don't think that she ever really got the game. Um, this, I don't think this is a situation where she ended up on the wrong side of the numbers or anything like that. It's just I don't think that we got the strong gameplay out of her that I kind of hoped we would have outside of you know some kind of unique alliances she put together with people who also weren't very good at the game. Um, Rossi, uh, do you have a different opinion from Lyrsa than you did in episode one, um, or are you just more of a fan of her of a character than a player? I we I was kind of let down. I think that her first episode was pretty strong. Like she came out in that challenge, she did that. She was really good around, you know, helping out and everything. And then after that she kind of like kind of tipped. Um I think she was just going to be throughout the game. Like I think what we saw was what we were going to get. She's just going to be that alliance member who's working with them like early on. She latched onto Elizabeth like she made that connection and that was it like mm -hmm. she didn't do anything really to save herself in that episode it was the other people like elizabeth and gabby that really helped her 
it wasn't on her own doing. And even when, you know, they were going to target Natalie when, like, she Alyssa didn't do anything. It was just that because Natalie was more annoying, they got rid of her. Like, Alyssa didn't do anything to save herself. And I'm glad that she wasn't kind of going to just be, like, collateral in the merge. I'm glad that we got rid of it sooner then. Yeah. Uh, Kristen. Well, first, you skipped over me talking about Natalie, and I don't appreciate it. Okay. Well, Natalie. <laughs> and Lyrsa. Well, I just wanted to mention that, like, a lot of people have talked about, like, Natalie as a boss and, like, what she would be, like, at home versus in the game. And, like, that's how I viewed her at first, where I was like, oh, my God, I would not want this woman to be my boss. But I would totally want her to be, like, my best friend because I feel like she would be the person who would, like, you'd meet up somewhere and she'd be like, bitch, your eyeliner is so ugly. Go in the bathroom and fix it. And, like, I love people like that. Like, maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but, like, I love people who are, like, so straightforward. Like, I feel like you can count on her to tell you the truth about yourself. And I just think that's a great thing about Natalie. And Lyrsa, I think she was a very, like, average player. I think she really, like, outdid herself in terms of, like, she was kind of everything that makes up a first boot. Like, she's a woman of color. She's LGBT. Like, she just is the classic, like, first boot. I think a lot of people thought she was going to be a first boot or go out some point before she did. Um, so I was impressed that she made it as far as she did. But I completely agree with uh, whoever mentioned that she didn't really do much. Like, I thought she was okay i thought like everything about her is pretty like average okay like i liked mm-hmm. her but i'm not i'm probably not gonna miss her like i think that yeah. she had also run her course like i mentioned with most of the other pre-mergers so jared Lirsa. yeah i feel like she kind of got a raw deal uh in the fact that everybody viewed her as weak like right from the start and like every episode that was her like storyline like Lirsa needs to go she's weak but like we saw like hardly any like evidence of that like in the challenges like she comes out she wins the first challenge every challenge that she's in where they have to like untie knots like she catches up to people and overtakes Mm -hmm. people like maybe she wasn't the most like physically strong and it was just kind of a situation where other people in the tribe were like more so but like we never saw her like lagging behind like costing the team like a challenge like she was always like up there and like amongst it so i felt like she got a raw deal that people were just kind of, like, judging her, I think, based on her looks more than her, like, performance in the actual game. Um, but I, that was kind of, like, her one, like, note storyline. That and, like, Jacket Gate. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think I agree with kind of Rossi. Like, this was, like, a good point to kind of lose her because otherwise you felt like she was just going to, like, drift along and then be, like, an inevitable boot. Uh, that basically brings us up to the merge here, and we really only have a couple of people we didn't touch on a lot are they people we really do we really need to talk about Davey or Carl uh, or even Mike in this episode I mean I love Mike but I mean, this compared to Amazing Race I think we're getting Mike toned down here uh, but Rossi's had some experiences we'll let him get to in a minute but uh, well I guess let's just kind of just set the stage here a couple of weeks ago Rossi you messaged me that you were going to a viewing party um, so do you want to kind of run through who the contestant was, how you found out about this, and what the experience is like? Because you've been to two of these already, well, two of these contestant viewing parties. Yes. So Gabby has moved to the area where I am right now, and she was like, oh, I'm going to celebrate. I just moved. Having a viewing party. 
come on out. So I did, and it was the um, episode when Natalia got voted out, mm-hmm. um, which we all said was a great episode. Um, and so, you know, Gabby was there, and, you know, we had there were a few other people. Brendan from last season was there, and the Cody's were there as well. So it was good to see them and everything. I only, unfortunately, unfortunately, ah, unfortunately only got to see and talk to Gabby, but it was still fun. Um, I'll never forget how the crowd's reaction when Natalia got voted out. The entire place erupts in screams and cheers. <laughs> like, like everyone was so happy. Like, I don't think they thought like, oh, what a great game move. But they were like, thankfully she's gone. Uh, it, it was so good to see. Like, and I'm glad that I wasn't alone in thinking that. Um, how many people were there, or is it hard to tell? Like, how many were there for Survivor, and how many were just regular, you know, customers? Um, I think well, because the the place that it was at was two stories, and the whole upper floor was the Survivor thing. Mm. Um, unless someone just wandered up there anyway. Um, but I think most of the people were there for the event. Um, it was really packed the first time that was there because I think you know everyone was like oh there's gonna be more people um you know it's the first one that she's doing or anything like that so it was really cool to see that so many people like so many people came out like it was packed and you said you did get to talk to Gabby like was it just a quick conversation hi how you doing uh please don't cry anything like that (laughs) I did not you're the one who's insisting that I talk to her about her crying (laughs) Um, I did not talk about her crying at all (laughs) And she barely cried in the... Oh, she did cry a little in that episode. But... <laughs> she did not... She's not a pathological crier. My um, first question to you when you came back from it was like, oh, did she cry during the episode at all? <laughs> she cried once and she moved on. Okay, it was the Tribe Slab <laughs> episode. She was feeling on the outs. Let her live. Uh, no, we just had a quick chat just talking about her kind of, you know, how she experience and everything was it was really brief it was it was late i needed to get out of there um but it was still fun but you went to a second one so which episode was that so i went to one two episodes later which is the lyrsa boot which is pretty lame episode um yeah there was not much less crowd because it was on halloween and everything so there were less people and everything just gabby it was still fun but the episode wasn't the best for mm-hmm. um, kind of the reactions or anything like that. Did you talk to Gabby that time or were th- also, was there anybody else there for the second view? I think party? it was just her. I didn't see anyone else or like was, the second floor. It was Rossi and Gabby. <laughs> yeah, it was just the two of us. We sat next to each other. Like it was just um, awkward. She didn't want to talk. She was just crying the whole time. Crying the whole time yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was not as fun, but it was still fun to go. Is this something she's going to keep doing throughout the season? Um, I don't know. She did one for the merge. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to that one, hmm. but maybe. I don't know. We'll see how long she lasts. I keep thinking every time she does it that it's her boot episode. <laughs> like the first time she did it, I was like, oh my gosh, the tribe swap. She's going to be out. I was like ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then she did it. And then she did another one. I was like, oh God, it's going to be her boot episode. I just keep thinking it's going to be her boot. I always feel like a lot of the people who do these like long term or like from week, like consistently from week to week, I always feel like they go far. Like somebody who's like yeah. the third boot isn't going to be having 
a viewing party each week for the first three weeks, I don't think. Like, I know Wendell had viewing parties every week last season, so it's probably a good sign for her. Mm. Kristen, but you've been to viewing parties this season as well, haven't you? Um, I went to the live know-it-alls for the second episode. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Um, it was really fun. I think there was probably at least 500 people there. And I hung out with a lot of the um, people from the Purple Rock podcast. So it wasn't even like patrons that I was spending time with. But mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of survivors that came out to that, obviously, because it was like an official event. Um, Wendell and Dominic were there. Uh, Jacob Derwin was there. Andrea came out. Um, I can't remember if anybody else did, but uh, Brett was there. But it was really fun. I mean, you ha- it's so different watching an episode with hundreds of people where, like, I don't even know anybody in real life outside of these events and stuff that, like, Watts survivor. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool to be, like, every single person in this place. And then, like, there was a an after party at a bar, and it's, like, every single person in this place, like, has something in common with me that is not something that you find in common with most people. So it was, it was really fun. I definitely recommend people going out to them. Jared, for the Australian survivors, this thing, cause like, obviously we don't have survivor in Canada yet. We are soon, but also I think these viewing parties is something newer. That's just sort of popping up. But even with like the amazing race, Canada, like for the Winnipeg contestants we've had, they haven't done anything like this. But even you take like Martina and Phil, I don't think anybody on Amazing Race Canada embraced the the public spotlight as much as Martina. And I don't think Martina had like viewing parties or anything like that. You know, she did meet random fans, including Ben, who would barely watch the show. Uh, but it's just I don't think it's as big of a thing here. But it, for the Australian Survivor, do they have things like this? And are there any uh, that have ever been near you? Uh, I feel like they usually have like one kind of viewing party like a season that they'll like have in like Sydney like haven't been able to go yet but like maybe next season but I feel like it's more so like organized by the fans and then they'll kind of reach mm-hmm. out to like invite people so I know, I know like I think maybe not, like not this season but the season before even like uh, Eliza from like Survivor was like in Australia at the time so I think she ended up coming along um, and they're not only have yet like past contestants now I think because like the Australian Survivor, Survivor community is a lot smaller um kind of everybody's still relevant and kind of wants to like come out and like be a part of it it's just linda and a bunch of survivor contestants (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) Uh, i'm just putting it out there uh season 38 when canadians are able to play uh when i'm the first boot i'm gonna have a viewing party and everybody's invited so rsvp now 38 already filmed uh is it 38 or well which season we're on right now Colin, stop spoiling the results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was already filmed. Yo, so that's right. So 30, yeah, 39 then. So yes. season 39, my viewing party when I'm the first boot. Uh, Are they Jared, filming that now? Kristen, no, 30, well, it'll start filming in May. Okay. I, I shouldn't have given that away. Oops. Um, <laughs> spoiler, casting spoilers up there. Uh, Anyways, one last thing we have to do before we go here. We have to rate this episode. We can no. rate the season as a whole. It is a simple thing to do, Kristen. <laughs> it's not a game. I don't like games. It's not a game. <laughs> I don't like it's ranking like, things. It's like a thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumb in the middle. This, did you like it, hate it, or so-so? I'll start with you. Um, <laughs> then you won't be influenced by anybody else's decision. 
you gonna buy it, rent it, or bin it? Do you thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle? Who came up with these choices? Because I think it's stupid. <laughs> well, what choices? Okay, you give me the choices. Rossi does this on episodes all the time. He will come up with his own rating. You tell me what the choices should be and what you want to choose. I think it was fine. Okay, that's... I don't, I don't think it was amazing. I don't think it was one of the even, like, maybe three best episodes of the season. But I also don't think it was horrible. So it was fine. I'm not okay. I'm not renting anything. Okay, well, we're going to count that as a rent because the words, rent came, the words rent came out of your mouth. So now it's, it's your as official choice. I I'm not choice. renting it. Okay, but then you're buying it? No. Are you binning it? No, it's just fine. Okay, so it's a rent. There we go. Kristen rented. <laughs> Rossi, buying, renting, or binning? I will rent the musical, this one. Okay. And Jared? Uh, I'm going to buy it just because who knows if I'll be able to talk about this season again. So I yeah. think uh, getting a buy on the board is important. Um, and I think Elizabeth, too, is a fun character character who i thought was gonna go really far until she kind of had like a two episode downfall so i think that was just interesting i'm buying it too because i think that uh we kind of i'm not gonna say we've peaked but i feel like this is kind of the peak of the season that we've gotten so far and because even aside from elizabeth i mean we had tons of angelina in this episode tons of alec uh some dan uh, and some other people but everybody kind of got a chance to shine for the most part um and then Davey was there too. Uh, <laughs> but I- I'm liking the season as a whole, so I would probably buy the season up until this point, but definitely buying this episode. Where are we going after this? Um, well, we're going to talk about Survivor at least one more time, but maybe two, because I think we have, we just didn't have a chance to line up the guests for this episode, which I'm kind of glad because we, I think we have a pretty good potential guest to bring on uh, to do a recap with us, which we'll save for the finale. Colin, uh, you don't have to pipe me up. Come on. What? <laughs> uh, you don't have to say that nice stuff about me. <laughs> uh, it's Gabby, everybody. <laughs> She's going to come on and cry. Uh, but Yes, Rossi. Rossi, I'm sure, will be there on one of these episodes. Uh, but at the very least, as we said, we started the season, we wanted to do mid-season recap and then something for the finale so we will do something for the finale hopefully with a guest that we're looking to line up um maybe the four of us can come back on and we can do a just before the finale you know pre finale preview slash second half of the season recap something along those lines and if our guest doesn't pan out you're all coming back for the finale episode so um a little bit more to come and then you would invite me back after this (laughs) <laughs> you rented. You played a game. Uh, I did you're not. back. You're back in our good graces. Uh, Rossi, what's the next episode that's going to air? Something you're very excited about. You want to tease it? Um, sure. There's an episode coming out that you'll love, and that's all you get. Well, we already announced it last week. It's our random rewatch episode of what show? Golden Girls. Is it? The, okay, Kristen's yeah, that. heard it already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these things are released. I think Colin. she was talking about turn. Survivor still. <laughs> Kristen's on the Oz Network Patreon, so she knows that uh, <laughs> we have the Golden Girls has been pre-released. Uh, I pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, aside from the Golden Girls, we also are going to be starting Christmas movie month. Uh, early, uh, which is going to be a Christmas six week because Ben and I had planned four Christmas movies and then 
Mallory came in and said, there's too many boys movies in here. Let me and Jamie choose a few. So Jamie and Mallory are going to come on and we're going to get some other ones in there. But we're going to start it off with Hulk Hogan starring in Santa with Muscles. That will be next weekend. So look forward to that. Beginning of six weeks for Christmas. Um, other than that, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, like us on Facebook, follow, on, uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and show up at Gabby's viewing parties or Know It All's um, or anything, or the, the Oz Network viewing party coming soon from Jared's house. Uh, <laughs> just show to, uh, go to Jared's house for all the news. Just, Pardon. Everybody welcome at Jared's house. Jared and Billy, uh, the door's wide open. <laughs> and on that note, Jared, thank you for being here. And uh, make sure to thank uh, Billy on our behalf. Yeah, will do. Thanks. And Kristen, thank you for playing a game. <laughs> I did not play the game, but <laughs> thank you for inviting me. And Rossi, thank you for being a shoulder to cry on. Oh, that's what I'm here for. And that is it for Survivor. We are liars as usual. We will never be back to talk about Survivor again, except for the finale. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.